The world needs answers. We can help. Explicit Answers. Hi, folks. This is Explicit Answers, episode one. And uh, my name is James Kennison, and my wife is here. My name's Jen. And uh, we're very excited about this first podcast. This is a show where Jen and I will take your questions about life, um, basically advice that mm-hmm. you might need, and we'll, we'll give it to you That's in, right. in an explicit way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really explicit. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and again, what makes it explicit is not necessarily our language, because I don't swear. I do sometimes, but wow. not on the show. I'm just kidding. I don't. Uh, but uh, just the sincerity and the uh, honesty in which we give the answers. So without any further ado, we're going to jump right in to, uh, to the first question. Okay. Here it is. This is from New Mom. At what age do you start disciplining your children? So there's your question. Do I get to go first? Or do Absolutely. You? Go for it. Um, pretty much day one. Really? No, I mean, day one. No, not day one. Wah, slap. No, but you've you've got to you've got to redefine discipline in that. Discipline doesn't mean spanking. Right. Discipline means means shaping their behavior. Okay. And in a lot of ways, I mean, you you work now. Obviously, in the very very beginning, you don't do anything but survive. Right. But you said day one. I know. I was kidding. Okay. But um, I think you know you try to shape their behavior as soon as you possibly can you try to get them mm-hmm. on a schedule you try to get them sleeping at the same time you try to get them to sleep through the night okay so again behavior uh, discipline is what shaping behavior shaping behavior exactly and that includes things that uh, uh, di- uh, uh what do you call it reward good behavior mm-hmm. and not I'm, I'm trying not to say the word punish uh discourage bad behavior right even in infants and and a schedule does that. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, you know, as far as what I think of, though, you know, or what you traditionally think of, it's discipline. I think that started probably about the time they get mobile. I would say nine, ten months mm-hmm. when they can start crawling towards stuff, when they start really demonstrating a will, you know, what, to, to do something. One thing I've, I've noticed about babies is, yeah, there's a – Jen and I always ask this question. What is them being their age and what is them being bad? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, is this them being two and doing things two-year-olds do, which you know may require correction or redirection, or is this them being willingly bad? Mm-hmm. Um, a baby boy that learns to walk um, is going to do things that babies just learn to walk do. Right. And you, you may move things out of the way to make it easier or harder for him to get at them, but if the kid continues, yeah, then it's time to... Yeah, you know, get in there and whoop that booty. Well, and and when they're <laughs> you know, tan that eye. When um when they're real young, most of your your discipline and your nose are directed towards things that'll hurt them. Mm. You're not you're not really trying to get them to you know brush their teeth right. or to, you know to eat something specific. I mean, but but you do you do have to start telling them no because you can't keep every single little thing out of their way. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can remove, but you still have to, there's still some things they have to learn not to mess with. Yeah, you have to say no. And um, in my opinion, little pop on the diaper mm-hmm. doesn't hurt them. 
Mm-mm. and it lets them know. You'll especially find it's necessary when they start going towards steps mm-hmm. or toward the, the oven or when they want to slime your cell phone with their spit. Yes. Um, those kinds of things are necessary. You know, uh, there was a kid in the news the other day. I mean, the other month I read about her face like exploded. Her mouth like got all burned up, third degree burns and stuff, because she was sucking on a USB cable that was plugged into a laptop. <gasps> oh my gosh. So yeah, you <sighs> need to, you know, kids naturally put things in their mouths. Um, you need to stop them, correct them, redirect them, give them something they can have in their mouth, tell them no, because it's for their good. In my opinion, discipline is the pain that keeps us from death mm-hmm. in the big picture. Yeah. Okay. Example, uh, fire burns us, so we hardly ever let it just sit there until it burns us to death. Mm-hmm. It hurts. Ow! We pull back. We put our hand under a faucet. It hurt a little bit. Yeah. Hurts like the Dickens. Hurts a lot less than dying. Yes. So, guys, uh, yeah, discipline. Start it early. Start it often. Help them. Correct them. Reward them. Um and and don't feel too bad about causing a little bit of discomfort because it's going to save them, <laughs> you know, holler, you know, say stop and, 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 and give them a little pop on the diaper uh, because they're walking toward the steps again. It's a lot better than, than letting them fall down them <laughs> over and over, over and over. Yeah. All right. So I hope that answered your questions there, new mom. You know, we're not professionals, by the way. I just want to say that. This is take it or leave it. It's for entertainment purposes only. Exactly. Um, Hey, Kyle says, simple question. What are your tips or to-dos and don'ts of podcasting? Wow. Um, What are your tips, Jen? My (laughs) tips for podcasting is... Don't make your wife do it. If you really want to get into podcasting, but you don't want to do any work, marry somebody who really likes (sighs) it and gets into it, and then just do a random show He'll do all of it. He'll do everything, because... I mean, really, I just sit here for a few minutes, say some few words, and then I'm mm-hmm. done. Well, it, it's, on My a serious, commitment is low. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She sits down, talks, and leaves. Uh, on a serious note, you can go to one of my websites. It's podcast.nlcast.com. Click on the podcasting category. You'll find a ton of uh, articles that I've written on things I've learned about podcasting. I don't know that I have a do's and don'ts, but I will tell you this. Um, if you're starting your podcast... I would always uh, do a, uh, a a preview show that you never intend on releasing until your show gets popular um, and practice doing your show before you release it. I always say do at least three episodes before you submit it to iTunes. Always have great artwork um, and have great audio quality. If you have those things right there, um, you will be head and shoulders above 99% of the podcasts that, that are submitted to iTunes. If you will wait three episodes before you submit, you have a significantly higher chance of getting featured in your specific category. I don't know a single show that I've done that hasn't been featured, put on new and notable, and then ended up in the top uh, 100 podcasts uh, featured because I've when I've waited. And the one I got hasty on mm-hmm. got passed over. Oh. Yeah, they want to see that you've at least got a few under your under your belt. Um, but I will tell you this: don'ts wise, don't talk about doing your own show very much. Like talking about and inside jokes suck for mm-hmm. people that don't know them. You and your buddies 
laughing and laughing and laughing at inside jokes is the most annoying thing I've ever heard on a show. I will turn a show off quicker than anything. Mm. You've always got to assume and do your show as if the there is a first-time listener at every show. So you always introduce yourself. You you try to keep the inside jokes to a minimum um, and, and just get the content out. And don't constantly interrupt each other and get off on rabbit trails. If you have a schedule, stick to it. Anyway, check out more of that at podcast.nlcast.com, uh, podcasting uh, category. Any other tips, Jen? Um, if you would like a logo drawn, you could go to draw, drawyouapicture.com. Yeah, I, it's a website. I, I do logos. So, <laughs> Sorry, just a little plug. Thank you. <laughs> it, it comes, it's better coming from you than from oh, me. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, Sergeant B, military guy, 29 years old. I've been serving our great nation in the Army. My wife happens to be 24, and she has recently joined the Navy. We both love each other very much, but I worry about her. I'm currently deployed in Iraq, and our prayers are with you, bud. Uh, how do you sustain a marriage across the miles when you're both so far away from one another? We seem to be doing perfectly well so far, but I can't help but worry about her, Sergeant B. Eh, that's tough. Yeah, really tough. Not something we've got vast experience with. Of no, I, I would say, you know, both of you, if you were held at gunpoint to a wall and, and asked uh, if you could do it over again, you would probably admit that you should have waited until after your deployment. Mm-hmm. But we do have uh, a, a kind of a friend that we know of mm-hmm. where her husband went to Iraq. He was stationed in Hawaii, of all places. Yeah. She's there now and and kind of waited on him. Well, now he's going back. Mm-hmm. She's moving back home. Yeah. She's coming home with family until he gets back. Um, people, you know, get married. So that's, that's your prerogative. That's awesome. Um, Jen and I. Would have suggested you waited until life was a little more, you know, practical. Because of this, marriage is difficult under perfect circumstances. It's almost impossible under anything less. Yeah. And I know you're experiencing that right now. Um, my suggestion would be just to stay in touch mm-hmm. every single possible way possible. That's what I was thinking is keeping the communication up. Yep. Keep it because that's that's the best way. I mean, to maintain the relationship. Yeah. And just just being aware that once you are back together, there's going to be a lot of relearning. It's going to be other. weird. It's going to be like a tweet up. You can tweet talk up. all you want over Twitter. Mm-hmm. You don't know what a tweet up is. I think I, I do, I'm divorcing it's, you. It's kind of weird. Yeah, tweet ups are when people that twi- Twitter each other get together and, and hang out, and, and, and they have nothing to talk about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is weird. I don't care what anybody says. You can be best buddies with somebody over texting, but when you get together in the same room and you're putting this face. You know, with this mm-hmm. text, it is it is creepy weird. And you're going to have a little bit of that, no matter how close you stay. Phone calls, blah, 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 blah. But I'm going to tell you this. Um, you need to create those emotional bonds with each other because what happens every time is that woman's going to need an emotional outlet. That husband's going to need an emotional outlet. You're going to need somebody to talk to, somebody to rely on, especially in Iraq, especially in the military. You're going to need somebody, and it's going to be all too easy to connect with some other person other than your spouse and even if you never cheat, even if you never screw around, you're still going to create emotional bonds that you're that that are inappropriate for somebody who's married. Mm-hmm. That needs to be your best friend needs to be your spouse. It's very hard to do long distance. Yep. So you're going to have to work double hard. That's all there is to it. What do you say? I mean, I have to work hard, and my wife is like literally three feet from me across the table. That's right. I mean, we're we're about done. That's right. <laughs> 
Done with what? Our marriage? <laughs> oh, I would say too you don't that know what a tweet up is. If um if at all possible, wait wait on the kidlets. Absolutely. That gone. Because that that's oh. just way more. Yeah. You know. don't Especially if you're this. both in the military because there's I, I we knew of a couple where they both got deployed. Yep. And And you, they had a one year old. Yeah, you don't want to miss out on a oh. whole year of your child's life. Yeah. That baby comes back in, in their two, and, and it's only been a year for you, and but it's been half their life. And they haven't been with either parent, oh. so yeah, that oh. would be my... Yeah, that was hardcore. All the kids had to go with family, and mm-hmm. they were split up, and oh, oh, yeah. oh. It's, Military, it's, it it's a very difficult, and... Yeah, know. and hats off to you. No, we're not hating on you for being in the military. We're we're not hating on you at all. We're just, we're just saying our advice, our explicit answer for this one is uh, save the babies. Mm-hmm. Save the whales and the babies till later. Um, here's G- Jenna, J-E-A-N-N-A, Gianna. Yeah, Gianna. Gianna. That's a cool name. It's a cool spin on a, on a, on a regular name. You have a weird name. Um, in my household, nice. <laughs> my, my mother is gone 12 hours a day and my father is an absentee father. So it falls on my shoulders to take care of my four-year-old little brother. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Sucks for you. I'm only in high school. Sometimes difficulties arise in situations only a father or a mother can handle, I'm assuming, with the kid. Mm-hmm. My question is, what are your suggestions for taking care of Tucker and making sure he grows up to be a good kid? And how do I deal with things younger children experience that only a father can truly help them with? Thanks a bunch, Gianna. Man. You know, that's common, though. I, I guarantee you, kids, kids raising their siblings. I know me and my sisters, to a large extent, had to raise, help raise our younger brothers. And well, I know was, for a fact my sister did. There was a, a while um, in my life when, when my mom worked at night. And my dad was still living in Pennsylvania after we moved. So, yeah, I mm-hmm. was watching the kids every night. And yeah, it's tough because I couldn't go do the things that I wanted to do, like your regular high school things. Well, and beyond that, and it was just a short period. You're not an authority figure in their life, exactly at all. And you don't really care. I mean, as a high schooler, you can try, but you you don't have the same. You're not as vested in them as the parents, or at least hopefully not. So, but, I mean, it sounds like this girl's really trying. Mm-hmm. Um, she sounds like a good girl. Uh, well, here's the thing, sweetie. Um, you just do the best you can. Mm-hmm. You just have to do the best you can. I would I would suggest, um, you know, there's a four-year-old. We have a five-year-old. Um, I've had four-year-old brothers. Um, you know, there are things in, in, in that only men and, and, you know, whatever. If you disagree with me, that's fine. This isn't uh, your opinion show. It's mine. But, you know, God gave kids a, a husband and a wife. I mean, a father and a mother for a reason. And that's there are some things that uh, fathers are best at dealing with. We've seen that in our family. Uh, my little thug br- son mm-hmm. would um, love to run all over my my wife, um, but he can't because I'm there to help uh, lay the law down right? and shape him into the young man that, that uh, I know he's supposed to be. Um, you know, there's no easy answer for you, Jana. I'm just saying do the best you can, and I would, I'd be praying that mama's situation would change I mean, dad's gone. She's got to do what she's got to do. But man, if she could just change her jobs and change her hours a little bit, your whole life would change. Right. If she can at least be home in the evenings or something like that. But do the best you can because Tucker is going to grow up and he is going to honor you. He may hate you now. He may (laughs) abuse you. But one day 
that boy's going to grow up and he's going to look back at his sister and say, you know what? She was more of a mom to me than my mom was. And you, if you do the best you can, even if you don't do perfect, I ain't talking about doing perfect. If you do the best you can, he is going to look for a wife that is like you. And he's going to find somebody that will be able to do the job and he will stay with her. So he doesn't have to put one of his kids through what you had to go through. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, I can guarantee you that. Do other, your best. The other thing I would say too is is try to take the pressure off of yourself that to to be a parent and more focus on being the best sister you can be. Yep. Because, you know, there's there's no way for you to fill that void. It's it's not your job and it's not really possible. Yeah. So it's just best if you just, you know, try to be a stable person in his life. Nobody but, is ever going to look back on your on his life and say I wish his sister had done a better job raising him. Mm-hmm. They're going to look back at mom and dad and they're going to say, dad, oh, tisk tisk." They're going to say, mom, she did the best she could, but she had to work. Nobody's going to blame you. And it's not your responsibility for how he turns out. And life at the end of the day is 10% what happens to you. 10%. And it's 90% how you respond to it. So at the end of the day, homeboy Tucker is going to have to answer for his own decisions. Okay. Um, you just do the best you can. Do the best you can and be a great example and hang in there. And when you get married, marry somebody that's going to stick around. Mm-hmm. You get two chances at having a family. One, you have no control over at all. You're born into it. But that second family girl, you get all the decisions. So there you go. Um, our last question for this episode is from Daniel. What have you learned and now recommend when dealing with family politics issues, such as holiday visiting, family traditions, amount of communication or socializing and such. I get the uh, impression. This is from someone who is either recently married or about to be, Mm -hmm. and they're wondering how to split their time between the families. We well know about that. Absolutely. You want me to start? Yeah, because, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I, I would say first off, uh, one thing we did early on that actually I had a hard time with, I think women in general have a harder time separating a little bit from their families than, than the men do. It's just kind of natural that Depends way. Depends on if your family's good or not. Yeah. Um, but uh, one thing we did is we kind of set our own traditions. Like Christmas, we decided Christmas morning would always be at our house. Yep. Um, you know, we've always lived a little distance from family, so it's made it, you know, a little easier in some ways, a little harder in others. But the primary reason we did that is because we were looking ahead and we're like, we're going to have kids one day. Mm-hmm. And by God, I'm not going to have to, our, you know, think about this later on. I want mm-hmm. a Christmas with my kids at my house. So what we'll do is go ahead and start now. That way, later on, when we have kids, grandma and grandpa ain't freaking out why don't mm-hmm. you bring the kids we we were looking forward to it you've always come over yeah and that's i mean an option you can always do especially when you have kids is you know your parents their parents everybody's parents can show up for christmas morning but yep. it's still going to be at your house yep and, or, or or that afternoon yeah or evening i that's what i prefer mm-hmm. come over later and we've always done uh, traveling for thanksgiving yeah. i mean thanksgiving's not is is a family time so we and as far as we we kind of, I don't know, we don't really alternate. A lot of people alternate between yeah. the different um, the different families. Well, we're we're a little simplified. See, we don't do my family. 
Yeah, we do some. Well, I'm, my sisters and stuff, but not my folks. Right, right. And yeah, you have very little extended family. Yeah, I know. My mom was an only child. There's no aunts, uncles, cousins, and stuff like that. So it's a little simpler. But um, but even so, we just kind of we you know we would alternate you know between the two. And or try to do both. I mean, our folks kind of lived close together for a time, so it was easier. Mm-hmm. But in a, in the cases of split, of uh, f- extended family, oh, where there's multiple grandparents and multiple moms and dads or whatever, whatever. Though here here's been our thing, especially it became an issue when we had kids, or it was threatening to become an issue. I flatly just my policy is this: whoever has the least amount of drama. <laughs> with each other's new wives and husbands wins mm-hmm. because you know what i didn't break y'all up i didn't pick who you remarried i ain't got no problem with none of y'all if you want to see my grandkids i've got nothing to lose you do yeah so whoever has the least problem getting together at the same time at cracker barrel to come eat with my kids they win mm-hmm. and i'm not catering to anybody's issues yeah. I'm just not going to do it. And like one thing we do, you know, like my parents are divorced is um, I stay with my sister. I don't stay with my dad. I don't stay with my mom. Mm-hmm. I stay with my sister. And that's just, you know, kind of neutral ground. And I stay with her dad. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> and um, it, the main thing, though, if if this is a marriage situation or even just uh, somebody becoming an adult is figure out what kind of plan you want and let, let your family let know. Let them know. And then just move on. Because... You know, some families, a lot of families will guilt trip and I want this, I want that. But um, you can run yourself ragged yep. trying, to, trying please to please every single person. And you'll never really please no. them because they'll always want more. But here's the deal. One day, I mean, I mean, now, not one day, now it's you and her. You're the family. You're your own family. You may not have kids yet, but you are a family. And, uh, you know, it's just like discipline. If you want a little kid to, to be good when they're 12... Don't let them pick their nose when they're one because they will be a 12-year-old that picks their nose later. Mm-hmm. So with your family, start things now on that year one that you still want to be in place in year five, year 10, whatever, till they die, and then you don't have to worry about them anymore. Because they will adjust. And beauty. they will die. <laughs> yeah, they will eventually. Everyone does. Yeah, even us. And on that hopeful note. <laughs> That's in the show. <laughs> How's that for an explicit answer? Hey, you can ask your own explicit uh, questions out there at explicitanswers.com. Now, I want to clarify, um, we don't uh, we don't care to answer stupid questions, okay? Um, we don't talk about politics. We're not answering questions about, you know, what, hey, you're a Christian. What's your opinion on on the devil? You know, I, you know, that's that's not what it's about. It's about if you have a, a, if you need advice, Ask away. Yeah. That's it. Um, we did a preview show, and um, I put out there that we were, we were answering from a Christian, uh, but, a, but a, a thinking Christian standpoint. And man, I got hit with a couple of uh, uh, questions, just those typical Christian hater type people. How old is the earth? <laughs> yeah. How old is the earth, and how does it contradict with the Bible? Like, I ain't heard them all a billion times, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, or what do you think about the gays and the this and the that and the other? I'm not answering any of those questions, okay? If, if you need a reason to go hate Christians, there are plenty of jerkwad Christians out there for, to, to, to make you happy. I'm not one of those, and neither is my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're the good ones. We're the ones you've never met before. 
So, um, yeah. And I mean, we will tackle stuff, but yeah. it's got to be relevant to your life. Exactly. It's got to be advice. We're, it doesn't have to be like, you know. Everything. Well, and, and you read through the New Testament, and that's what the Sadducees and Pharisees did to Jesus. They followed him around and tried to trip him up. And, and you know, I'm not, I'm not playing that game. You know, yeah. I, I'll answer a question if you need it answered, but I'm not here to defend or prove my faith through a podcast. And we don't do politics. Yeah. And, um, and I don't, I don't want to answer your sex questions either, to be quite honest, because that's gross. <laughs> Have you gotten any? What? What? Sex questions. Oh! <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I thought you were asking me a sex question. And I was like, <laughs> I just said I didn't want to answer those. <laughs> you were so weird. <laughs> Well, you said it, you gotten any. You said it's sex questions. Oh, like, you well, yeah, baby. Sex questions. <laughs> no, I haven't. Okay, thanks. Let's move oh, on. Oh, and I haven't gotten any questions either. <laughs> but I'm <bummed. laughs> You're an idiot. All right, well, that's us for this time, and we'll see you right here next week. Again, ask your own questions at Explicit Answer. ExplicitAnswers.com. Can you see? Bye.